Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. The opening practice running for Formula 1's inaugural Sakir Grand Prix took place today on the Bahrain International Circuit's Outer Loop Layout and the action from FP1 and FP2 is the subject of our latest bite-sized podcast. Now, as I work on my usual Friday feature, analysing the action from today that you can read later on tonight on autosport.com+, I'm going to hand over again to my colleagues, Autosport's technical editor Jake Boxall-Legg and Jonathan Noble, F1 editor at motorsport.com, who will guide you through all the big talking points for the day's F1 action in Bahrain. Over to you, Jake and John. And it's been uh, quite a quiet week between this race weekend and the last. Just the, you know, 500-odd news stories to get through. Uh, driver announcements, Lewis Hamilton's positive COVID-19 test, and various other stories pervaded the week. And we now report on Friday where Hamilton's stand-in George Russell stepping up from Williams has topped both practice sessions, getting his weekend off to an excellent start with Mercedes as the field takes to the Bahrain Outer Loop circuit for the first time for the Sakia Grand Prix. In Russell's place, Jack Aitken took control of his Williams and Pietro Fittipaldi took over from the injured Roman Grosjean, recovering from burns after his horror crash last weekend. To chew over Friday's talking points, I'm joined by motorsport.com F1 editor John Noble to digest a busy few days and Friday's practice sessions. Now, John, let's start with Grosjean. You were part of a troop of media invited to speak with him earlier today. Uh, First of all, how is he and uh, what did he say to you guys earlier on? Uh, he's in remarkable good spirits. Um, you know, he's always been someone, you know, smiley and happy, despite, you know, fraught radio messages we get from him sometimes. And, um, you know, he does get upset, but he's always someone who's looked on the, the positive side of life. Uh, he was on great form um, and also probably one of the most jaw-dropping descriptions from anybody I've heard about that those 28 seconds in the car. We'd heard some 
um, comments earlier in the week about which were way to French TV about you know sitting in the car and um, car on fire and thinking about Nicky Lauder and thinking about his children and this isn't the moment I'm going to die and he got out but he hadn't talked in length about the struggles to get out and it was just incredible the um, story of four failed attempts to get out the car he couldn't get his um, helmet and shoulder through the gap in the halo um, then he saw the fire um, then started feeling the, the heat and the intensity um, and then he said the worst moment for him was when his body started relaxing and he suddenly felt peace with himself and he thought this is it I'm going to die um, then he started wondering about you know is he going to are my feet going to burn first are my hands going to burn first how much pain am I going to be in and then he said something just suddenly snapped and he changed the angle of his helmet and changed the angle of his shoulder pulled and pulled and pulled on his um, left foot which I think he got trapped behind the brake pedal freed it from the boot that was stuck uh, and he managed to get out a little bit and then he thought that's it I'm out and then you know popped out over the barriers and he says the second Ian Roberts just tugged him on the overalls to um, help him out he thought that's it I know I'm alive now just just amazing really it really is when he describes it like that it, it sounds absolutely horrifying and it's, it's great to see him you know in the paddock and uh talking to all of the people that rescued him the medical car guys the the the, the marshals on site as well um it was sort of quite heartwarming to see wasn't it it was and he said uh he started the start of the com- started the press conference on this morning which we, we do on um video conference these days so no face-to-face contact uh with any drivers but he says i'm even glad to see all you you media here today so um that's how happy he was to be, be back in the paddock and be back in formula one and he jokes about his mickey mouse hands and he jokes about that if he if he does come back to to race in formula one again maybe in the future you know he's well aware that super subs you know have a role as we saw with nick hockenberg this year he could come back and he says if he's ever got to do an extraction test again he thinks he should get like a lifetime lifetime exemption form from it because he's proved beyond all doubt that he can get out of a racing car within the, the allocated time. <laughs> he certainly can. And let's just talk about that because uh, obviously he's he's been replaced for this weekend um, and he did speak a little bit about, you know, wanting to get back in the car for Abu Dhabi. Does that seem like something that's that's doable for him or is he just, is it going to be too difficult for him to, to find his way back into that car? I think mentally uh, it's doable. Um, I think... You know, I think they often say if you fall off a horse or fall off a bike, you know, it's important to get straight back on there and just you know, lay those demons to rest, basically. Roman said he came to the track um, yesterday, walked into the garage and, you know, wanted to look in the car and look in the cockpit um, just to see if he had any, if any panic set in, if any fear or worries were there. And he said there was nothing, so it's just uh, which he was quite happy about. Um, so I think he wants to lay this to rest. I think he doesn't want his Formula One career to end um, you know, a spectacular, horrendous fire that um, could have killed him. Uh, he says, even if I finish last in Abu Dhabi and it's a really boring coming across the line um, to take the checker flag that nobody really notices, he says he'd be much happier to end his Formula 1 career like that than how it how it could end at the moment. So he's doing that. I think the key thing is how his hand feels. Um, he's still got these big bandages on his hand. Um, he, I think he bruised or um, bruised some ligaments um, in his hand, um, which he says still hurt. The burn still hurt a little bit. Um, he also revealed today, he says, I'm quite good with pain because, um, so I didn't mention this earlier in the year, but he was uh, cooking at home uh, at some point 
um, earlier this year, running around in his socks, slipped, fell over, broke his hand. Um, I think there was an open fracture of his hand, which he popped back into place uh, in the kitchen and then got himself off to hospital to get it get it treated. So he knows what he knows what hurting hands feel like and he can cope with it. So the, the key thing would be his hand. Mentally, he's ready. Um, the rest of him should all be fine. It's whether he can get through get through the weekend with his hand. And what he also said was, you know, ultimately, you know, he, he's going to have to live with his hand. He hopes for another sixty years. So he doesn't want to doesn't want to wreck the next sixty years of his life just for one race. So if he doesn't race in Abu Dhabi, um, and doesn't feel his hand can get him through, he won't race in Abu Dhabi. But he says if that happens, then he will be emailing every team on the grid to ask if someone can arrange a private test for him uh, in January next year, potentially in an old car, just so he can, you know, tick off that I've driven a Formula One car again. So uh, I think we'd all love to see him back in a car, whatever shape or form he's able to do that. So yeah, it's fantastic to see him back around in the paddock. Um, Now let's talk about the action on track, John, because today has been quite uh, a fairly interesting day for lots of different reasons. Uh, As I mentioned at the top, Russell was quickest in both sessions. He set a a 54.5 in FP1, a 54.7 in FP2, both times ahead of Verstappen by a tenth. Uh, Valtteri Bottas was originally quicker in FP2, but he had a lap time deleted for track limits at turn six several times uh, during the the course of FP2. John, just having a look at Russell's uh, performance this weekend, it looks like he's settled in perfectly, doesn't it? Oh, just sensational. Um, I think you'd be premature. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, this is terrible for Valtteri because he's not led the times and you know George has come in and leading it and this, look how things have changed at Mercedes. But it's far too premature for that. Practice one, um, Valtteri was running without, or I think even probably in both practice sessions, Valtteri was running without DAS. So completely different setup, different configuration. They will have likely put them on different race programs because you want George to be exploiting you know, a range of fuels and a range of tyres and a range of settings and um, just to find the limits of the car. Um, You've also probably got a bit of a phenomenon where George is coming from a Williams to a Mercedes, which is a, you know, big step up in performance and downforce and aero and handling. And because we're on this different configuration track this weekend, um, which is has different sequence and combinations of corners, the downforce levels have come off, the aero balance has changed and Valtteri's probably got his hands on a car that doesn't feel as good and planted as it did seven days ago um plus he had that lap time deleted probably wasn't comfortable with the balance but i mean how many times this year have we seen valtteri dominate fridays completely dominate lewis be in a world of woe uh, on friday and then we turn up on saturday morning lewis you know makes a step and then bang in q3 he does it so um i wouldn't read too much into the two practice times but what we can say is you know, sensational from George. If he had finished today half a second off the top, P5, P6, he'd have said that was a very good job to get adjusted to these things. Um, so stepped in, been pretty much flawless, asking the right questions, clear communication on the radio, um, understanding the tyres, understanding what he wants from brake balance, understanding what he wants from the car changes, gelling with the team, you know, just brilliant. Yeah, certainly. Um, uh, having seen him work in, in F2 previously and uh, having seen his rise for F1 as well, um, you know, he's a very, uh, very adept driver. He, he knows exactly what he wants from the car and he'll do everything he can to to get the team to provide that for him. So uh, he's he's certainly in the right environment for that. Uh, Mercedes is a very sort of self-improving team, if you like. On Hamilton's COVID diagnosis, obviously, uh, which has enabled Russell to get into that car, uh, Toto Wolff said he wasn't feeling great at the moment uh, when he was speaking to Sky and he sounded a little bit 
almost doubtful about at Hamilton at the moment. What kind of timeframes are we looking at to, to work out whether Hamilton will be back in that car for Abu Dhabi? Because um, obviously it's very, very strict between Bahrain and Abu Dhabi quarantine-wise. Yeah, I mean, Toto's comment about he doesn't feel great, probably people reading too much in, into that. Um, I'd suggest Lewis isn't feeling great because he spent his entire life chasing and racing in Formula One uh, and that, that sequence, the non-stop sequence of races that he's had in place since 2007 has been shattered. I mean, you know, we all know that kind of the, the journalists who are obsessed with these long run of races and it becomes their kind of passion to make sure that that, that chain chain of that run of events isn't broken. Um, so I think that's why Lewis doesn't feel great. I think he's just got mild symptoms and will be coming back at some point. I think the difficulty is the time frames of quarantine but it's a 10-day quarantine um, once once he's diagnosed, which is Monday, um, which takes him up to um, next Wednesday, I think. Um, and then there's basically a 48-hour quarantine period once you arrive in Abu Dhabi um, for any problems. So you're then looking at f- potentially Friday, Saturday, before they'd let him out into the, into the wider world. So whether they... I mean, I'm sure they can fast-track something. I'm sure they can make provisions, but he's very much on the cusp of being able to make it back for Abu Dhabi. Certainly is. And yeah, as you mentioned, um, the journalists are very, very sort of uh, touchy about their about their statistics. And it's obviously, it's always a, always a shame to break it. So lots of other news as well around the paddock. Um, quite a lot of news at Haas as well. Um, obviously, Pietro Fittipaldi in for this weekend as well. And they've also signed Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin for next year. But today... Uh, it has also become apparent that the team has also acquired the services of Simone Resta from Ferrari as Ferrari undergoes yet another technical shake-up. John, what does this mean for, well, for both teams, really? I think you're going to see a lot of this, actually. As we move towards the budget cap um, that comes into force next year, the big teams have to have to save money. And teams like Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, you're talking 30 40 50% budget cuts. Um, these teams have expanded massively over recent years. One of the key ways to to save money is uh, cutting back on staff, basically. That um, you need to get that headcount build down. So you need to work out ways to restructure things, streamline things. Um, and I think the arrangement is that Simone will go to Haas, remaining part of the Ferrari family, so to speak, but will be outside of the Ferrari budget cap and will be working for Haas. He will be paying his wages and he will become part of the Haas team. Um, so I think you're going to see this this shuffle down effect of the big teams trimming down on senior staff and expensive personnel, then moving down to the smaller teams. Um, and we'll just have this, this kind of movement of personnel as the, as the bigger outfits try to trim down and get themselves under the budget cap. So that's, that's quite an interesting sort of prospect from, from that particular regard. Uh, interesting to sort of see the ramifications uh, post cost cap as well. Um, it's been a bit of a fraught day for Ferrari as well. If we can uh, go back today a little bit, uh, Leclerc only did two laps after having a drive shaft failure and Le- uh, Sebastian Vettel uh, having another couple of spins as well, um, which has become a little bit of a theme this year. And obviously, we've got Pietro Fittipaldi and Jack Aitken making their debuts, uh, both at the bottom of the timesheets for uh, the first two sessions, just kind of learning the ropes in a very, very tight grid where about a second was separating uh, P1 and P15. Uh, racing Renault and Alpha Tauri right up there in the midfield melee, and McLaren not too far behind um but john especially on the short circuit and i don't know if you saw f2 earlier in the day but qualifying is going to be madness isn't it 
Yeah, completely. Because um, what, what this, this track kind of reminds me of if you play, I don't know, Gran Turismo or Project Cars or Forza and you go onto an unusual circuit with very few challenging corners, that there becomes an area of the track that will define the lap, which looks to be the chicane at the back of the circuit. That you, If you nail the exit out of that, um, if you do sim racing, you repeat your laps and you have a little ghost car and you'll try and perfect that that lap and you know if you get one tiny little bit quicker coming out then you'll start edging away from the ghost car and that advantage carries with you all the way down the straight so I think that's the drivers been pushing the limits like mad on that today to try and nail that corner but the other thing you get um, is the value of the slipstream so you know you've got very little gap between cars um, out there and if you get a slipstream and can gain two temps or three temps it's going to be a massive massive difference um but then what's going to happen is you'll get these train of cars and the car in second place will want to get the slipstream of the car in first place. But the guy in third place will be trying to get the slipstream off the guy in second and they'll all be messing each other around and juggling and no one will be at the, one, at the front of the, the train. I think it could be, if we remember Monza, um, was it two years ago? Or it was last year, wasn't it? That We've had, not this Monza, when we had that craziness in Q3 where everyone tripped over themselves Nick Holgerberg went out first and then accidentally went down the escape road at the first chicane to drop to the back of the queue. Um, but then couldn't drop to the back of the queue because everyone backed off massively to make sure he came out first. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun and games, tripping over each other, a um, bit of chaos, but you know, not good for the teams that would like a lovely clear track. Not good for the drivers going to get it wrong and get caught and lost out, but brilliant for us, brilliant for the fans, because I think it's going to be pretty spectacular out there tomorrow. Certainly will be. And uh, if those of you who saw F2 uh, earlier in the day, uh, champion elect almost, uh, Mick Schumacher having a bit of a tangle with Roy Nassani. So uh, plenty of scope for that as well uh, in qualifying tomorrow. So that's all from us. Uh, We're looking forward to seeing what uh, the Sakia circuit has to offer. Back to you, Alex. Well, thanks to John and JBL for their thoughts and thanks to everybody listening along. Now, just before we go, we'd like to remind you that the latest issue of Autosport magazine came out yesterday and is available on the supermarket shelves and in newsagents, as well as on the doormats of subscribers. There'll be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every Thursday, packed full of news, analysis and the usual stunning photography. And of course, if you want unlimited access to Autosport from the comfort of your home, visit autosport.com slash plus to find out how to subscribe to our digital package. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Autosport podcast. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. 
All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text CLAY to 203203. Text CLAY to 203203 or go to bosley.com. That's bosley.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.